from a secret, undisclosed location at Outlaws and Legend in Abilene, Texas. Hey, it's Michael White and a gentleman that kicked off day to Mr. James Cook. Hey, brother. Hey, hey, man. How are you? I am feeling good after that show. That was great. I mean, awesome weather today. Oh, yeah. Breezy, but I think it's like in its 80s right now, maybe high 70s. It's awesome. Out I've here. been walking around the campgrounds and whatnot. It's yeah. beautiful out there. It's beautiful backstage, all of it. It's just a great, you know, it's, it's on the band. There is nothing else I'd want to do on a day this perfect than to uh, then go out and play. It was just a perfect day for it. Mowing the lawn. Mowing the yeah, lawn? No, oh, no, I, no, no, no. Could. Not today. Not could. Today. So, uh, hey, if people remember, hey, James Cook, yeah, you were on our Tuesday show at LSA uh, yes. just just a couple weeks ago, just, well, just last week. Yeah, just last, just, just last week with TJ Broskoff. And it, we had a great time doing that with TJ. He's an incredible artist. Uh, I was watching from out of town and enjoying the heck out of things, man. Where were you at? You were in Florida, weren't you? I was in Florida. I was in Orlando. <laughs> Yeah, I wasn't in Texas. I got back to Texas as quick as I could. How was the weather whenever you were out there? Was it like perfect? Because yeah, it was always, rainy. It's, the night it's, we it's, it's always, you know, a, it's upper 70s, 80 degrees, and it <sighs> rains twice during the day. You, you know, once at 11, once at 4. You kept updating us Yeah. while we were in the cold rain. I'm sorry, man. <laughs> weather report wasn't supposed to be, though. Yeah, well. So uh, let me explain how radio works. Uh, okay. Well, wait a minute. I don't have to. Oh. <laughs> you've got you've got a little experience in I'll radio. Tell you something right there. Your segues are right on the money, my good man. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. So uh, let's let's do the whole thing. You got uh, you got the band James yes, Cook sir. Music. No no crazy wild and fancy names. No, just James Cook. Uh, unfortunately, there are other people named James Cook. Go figure. Yeah. But they're uh, so I have a website, James Cook Makes Music, and uh, James Cook Makes Music is my Facebook, all of that. So it's um, it's a great way to find me. James right. Cook Makes Music, and then your other gig, the one that pulls in tons of dough. <laughs> was, yeah, who is it? Uh, uh, I could change the joke for for either profession, but it's two guys are walking down the street. One of them's a DJ, and the other one's broke too. <laughs> Yeah, we, we do we do it for the uh, for the money and the chicks. So, no, right? yeah, <laughs> yeah. I guess. Just swimming in that. Yeah, both I of them. Apparently missed missed that out. Missed that training class. Yeah, but. right. So uh, I, I do morning show radio uh, for ninety four nine The Outlaw, mm -hmm. and, yeah. and that's a that's a fun show. You know, you get yep. to play the yeah. the scenes music. So much talent from nearby. It's a it's amazing experience. And it is cool. It is it's a just, great experience. I mean, look look around us. We're hanging out with the dudes we yeah. play. We hear their music all the time. We're, we're watching a live performance of a song that every day we yep. we knock out. Mike Ryan just finished his set. The Hamiltons, Hamiltons are on stage right now. Yeah. They're just phenomenal musicians. I get to you know, see them on the road uh, every once in a while. That's why I love being a musician also, is I get to go see them on the road. And then the coolest thing is getting to meet other dudes who do what I do. Getting to meet yeah. you. It's it's an unreal experience for me. I, 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 it's a great little pocket I, I, I love. Now, this isn't the first Outlaws and Legends that you've done. You, you've done another one. Yes. The one prior. Uh, the one last year, I came up here and I did, how about this? I did a set in between Flatland and uh, uh, Flatland Cavalry and Co Wetzel. Mm -hmm. That crowd was ready to go. And I was like, <laughs> all I got is an acoustic and a fiddle. <laughs> but we, I mean, we, uh, we had a great time doing it. Uh, and you know, we did a, a number. Mark dug it and said, Hey, yeah. you want to come back next year and bring the whole awesome. band? I said, Yeah, let's do That's that. Awesome. Yes, definitely. A couple more of these, you get inducted in the Hall of Fame or something like oh, we, that. And you, get a coast. Free, you get a free koozie. And yeah, something. I think, I think in Texas, you get an RV, you get a free one. There you go. So I've heard. <laughs> 
know, you do music, you put in the years, you put in the thing, and then they give you an RV. Uh, you if know. that's not a thing, we need to start talking to some politicians. Know. All I know make some is, moves. is I already told them next year I've already, I already own the rights uh, from 5, maybe 6 o'clock in the morning till 11 o'clock. I'm going to have the coffee cart. Oh, yeah. Here this morning, nobody had coffee. Nobody. The little <sighs> mini donut place, no coffee. If you're selling donuts, you got to have coffee. coffee. Now, right, mind yeah. you, the donuts, killer. Yeah. No coffee. Let me tell you something that me and you are going to invest in over the for next year. Mm-hmm. We'll do this toward this winter, but uh, a, our own truck, of course, that just comes in quickly yeah. and you know just coffee and just make that coffee That's money. That, we're gonna be, what's we're the gonna, turnaround in that? Like we're gonna eight thousand so percent. That's an yeah. actual fact. Yeah. <laughs> I want you to introduce somebody. You you brought a beautiful lady with you, and, and uh, you know I'm just want to just clear. Let me just clarify that. Yes. Who is a beautiful woman with It's you? my wife. Yes. Who today uh, at the Outlaws and Legends Festival joined me on stage. I had such a fun yes. time introducing her. So we do a few tunes. Uh, we only had so much time, so she only got to do one tune today. Uh, and I'm sure she was just just ready just to do a few more. I know you were. I know I was. Uh, but she got to get on stage with us today. And uh, she's hanging out with me all day long. Uh, joined you on stage order. at LSA as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she was at LSA as well whenever we did that uh, performance with TJ. And uh, she might, hopefully, fingers crossed, hopefully we can get her to go to the award show with me. Uh, was that Monday and two, or yeah, Sunday and Monday? Sunday and Monday. Sunday is the New Faces, and then Monday night is the TRRR Texas Regional Radio Music Awards. So, yeah. I got a new jacket, Michael. Yeah. Did you? Yes, I did. I didn't. You didn't? No. Oh, man. I'm just going to have one of the jackets I had before. I won't even know. Uh, know. I'll act like you it's know. brand new. Yeah, yeah, there we go. When I see I'll it, I'll t- just I'll say... Tear the price tags off, because it's been in my closet for a while. <laughs> I'm, I'm new to you. I'm glad your, your your wife is here, because it's an important thing, is uh, being a musician on the road, you're you're away. Uh, and the life of, of being in radio, you know, we're doing gigs, we're going out, we're, we get called to all these things that pay oodles of money, and we're, you know, we're always home by 6 o'clock at night. Not um, so. I want to ask you, you know, two two things. One in the music industry of, of traveling and how the spouse is supporting you, and then the other part is your wife is on stage with you. So, kind of, I want to ask you, how important is it that she's on the stage with you? One, she's talented. Yes. And two, she's a lot better looking than you. Yeah. Well, it really brings that. Thank God. It's easy. <laughs> it but brings I mean, that. Besides just, hey, listen, I've got a, a talented, uh, beautiful woman on stage with me. Yeah. It's your wife. And what? how does that help you well, get it, through this this traveling and being away uh, well, it's, and music? Uh, and yeah, we're, we're, we're away a lot, but we have a very tight ship mm-hmm. where we make sure, you know, schedules. Obviously, we're, we're planning. As soon as I book a show, we're planning how we're going to get... Everything because we also have four kids, and <laughs> so it's a go 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 kind of thing. And luckily, the way that the schedule is, um, you know, I, I do radio in the mornings. I'm there uh, working on you know trying to book more shows and get the business side of playing music because it's not all just playing. It's a lot of business right. involved. And then when the kids get home, I'm able to be there while you know she's Stacy's at work. And able to help them with homework, able to help them with their chores. We get food ready. Stacy gets home right about then. And then I kiss her and say, all right, I'm going to a show. Um, so there's no sleep. There's no sleep for either no. one of us. We don't sleep anymore. You have four kids. We got four kids. We weren't going to sleep anyways. Yeah. What's the rate real quick, just so we get a middle in? Uh, 16, 12, 11, and 10. The wow. youngest one just finally got into double digits uh, wow. last week. Awesome. That's huge. It was a... It was a big thing, and we kept making it a big thing for him, and I don't think he realized it until he said it. So it was the end of an era. Uh, but they're all great kids. We love, I mean, they're just 
Awesome. We, we've spent a lot of, as much time as possible uh, focusing on the kids and making sure um, that their needs are being taken care of. And because that's important to us, because we know that there's a lot of room for possibly, you know, not always being there for yeah. them. So we, we that's another thing we have to make sure that we're keeping them involved with activities, yeah. making sure that they're living life and, and uh, to the fullest, any spare time where we're them. And As we, Drew says, making sure they don't turn out to be axe murderers. That's a goal. That's the main that's goal. The main <laughs> I would down. say that's a parental <laughs> fail. <laughs> I would throw that in that category. So, yeah, we just make sure we're not you know, failing as parents yeah. and still making sure that we because she, she works full time and she loves her job. It really suits who she is. And and, um, you know, and also being on stage with her means a lot because I get to. I get to write in a way where I know there's been songs where I write where I know she can help me with things or vocals like the new album Tall Tales of a Brown Buffalo. I love throwing that in. Um, the new album has a few tunes, Wake the Dead and what was the other one that you were in? Uh, uh, Two Left Feet. Uh, were you in? I'm, I'm trying to think of all the tunes you were in. You were in so many but she, she's and also in the last album she was in a few songs as well and I, I kind of write them knowing well Stacy's gonna be there so I'm able to do this when I first met Stacy we easily sang together it was a really easy uh, thing to sing together but she had taken choir she was very skilled at what she did I was more of just somebody who just loved belting out and having a good time she really showed me how to we kind of helped each other a little bit, I think, vocally. Um, how to rock and roll and how to keep it together. <laughs> she's, she's really taught me how to keep it together. So, Who brings the style and talent? To the music? Yeah. Uh, no. I, would, I would say me. Okay. She's pointing at me. I would say me. Um, she just brings the class? She just brings the class. Fine, fine polish. The structure and structure. make sure that, you know, that I'm focused. She's giving me a checklist before I take off. Because I'm freaking out. Number and one, that wear pants. Yeah, wear pants. Don't forget uh, boots <laughs> at the hotel in Midland, which I'm guilty of today. <laughs> yeah, I heard you left some things at. Uh, <laughs> I left. Yeah, we left a lot of stuff at the last hotel because we had to wake up early. We we're yeah. the first band, so and of course, I'm mornings. I do morning show radio, yep. so I wake up at six, thinking, "Oh no, I'll sleep till seven. Nah, I woke up at six. It's time to get up. Body just said it's time to get up. I don't care what time you went to bed last night. It's t time to go. Is now." So I get everybody up and let's go. Let's, everybody move. Let's get there. Let's get to the show. We're halfway there, and I'm like, "Where are my boots?" <laughs> so, uh, so somebody at the La Quinta and Midland and Wall Street. Holding your boots, your stanky boots. They got my stanky boots. Your daddy, daddy, stanky boots. <sighs> yeah, I hope you're enjoying them. There you go. So we're talking about family. I'm gonna get. We're gonna talk a little bit more of that before we actually talk about music, kids. Yes. So uh, I'll give you a little backstory. Uh, my dad worked for 3M Company and traveled for, he worked for 3M Company for 30 years. Um, obviously, he was working there before I was even born. But dad would travel. He would miss a, a scout uh, jamboree or a court of honor, a soccer game, baseball game, things like that, you know, for, the, for my sister's Girl Scout meetings. But when he always came back, he always made the time with us very special. How have you learned to balance radio, music, touring, um, wife keeping it all together for you? And the kids, and still maintain that whole sanity. So when you come home, yes, you give them their attention. But how with with all these five balls up in the air? You know, all I'm the, gonna ask you: Was the secret of of keeping the sane family? The those are the things that keep me sane. Mm -hmm. So I just keep doing those things. I mean, like honestly, if there's no preference, like oh, I'd rather be doing this. There's never, you know, of course I'd rather be with the kids. I love being with the kids, um, but. 
of course, I love music and I love radio. People constantly tell me they're like, "Oh, dude, you got to stop doing the radio." It's yeah. like, dude, why? Why are y'all saying that to me? Negative. I don't want to stop doing radio. I love doing don't radio. Don't be harshing on my mellow. <laughs> exactly. Like these are one of the things that makes me happy. Yeah. I love waking up and and doing morning radio and and talking about the day's events and then getting to play and jam music and getting to meet these musicians. Um, and, and it's really just looking at the calendar, finding out a spot and saying, you know, let's go, let's find something. I'll find something to do with them. Um, we do, we do a lot of the park. We do a lot of stuff in our house. We play basketball with the boys. I take my daughter to movies. I'm constantly moving with them and, and any chance that we have windows to do it. Uh, I go for them. I just make sure that they're, they're there's no rest really for me that little bit of time a little bit of time before right before they get home where i kind of go all right hang out for a little bit watch an episode of something or just veg out and then as soon as they get there then it's back on and it's an easy thing it's yeah. it used to be a lot harder whenever we first had to transition to the way things are now but now it's just I'm, i it, i found the flow Good. and i found uh that it that's I feel off when I don't do it. Yeah. Like, as a matter of fact, when I'm on the road and I'm not there on a weekday, I call Stacy to make sure all, or I call the home and I make sure everything is where it's supposed to be. Yeah. And I, and, uh, and of course, our the daughter is uh, my daughter is uh, uh, the oldest, mm -hmm. and she is, uh, you know, whether I'm there or not, she's mama bear to them. Yeah. So it's uh, it's yeah. always. Um, and it's just great. It's a great little uh, community that we have of, of kids at home. Yeah, that three are, protective little brothers. Oh yeah. yeah. Uh, is it matter? Yeah, they're in their own goofy little way. They are. Yeah, they're they just wanna, all these. They probably weird... want to cut all her hair off when she's sleeping. As little brothers want to do. Oh, put yeah. bubble gum in it, or you know. They love her to death, but uh, yeah, literally, yeah, they would love her to death. Yeah, <laughs> they're not as as yeah. bad. Yeah. Maybe you know, let me tell you this. Maybe the youngest one. He's yeah. kind of the Alvin of the chipmunks. He's, he's the fourth. I'm the fourth. Is it, yeah, is yeah. It? The, uh, there's. I think the rule is, and and it seems to go. The oldest is the most focused on track. You're like, we did good. Yeah. The second one says, well, she's doing that. I'm going to do the complete opposite. Yep. And this is, and then it went boy. Our, my family went girl, boy, girl, boy. So Greg decided to do complete opposite. Lynn was very focused. School. Greg was like, I'm going to jump off the roof, surf, skydive, jump, you know, scuba dive, wrestle bears, whatever. Just crazy. Yeah. Janan, the number third. The number third, yeah. <laughs> Public education. Um, did a little bit of both. Uh -huh. Michael, the number four? It's crazy. I was on the road. I was touring. Had long hair. Had an earring. You know, it was just, I was, yeah. that's it. We're rebelling. <laughs> Is that true with yours? I don't, well, he's definitely a rebel. I think it's, I gotta say it's probably genes. Because there's never anything that he does where I don't go... Look, man, I understand why you did that, but you <laughs> can't be that. doing that. Again. <laughs> like, done that. Yeah, like I, I try to level with them to let them know I understand why you may want to do that crazy thing. The umbrella uh, off the roof will not float you. Just down let slowly. me tell you now. Yeah, See it's not scar? gonna work. Yeah. See but, this scar? That's oh, that's root. my favorite thing to do with the kids. This one right here. Give them scars? It. No, not nah. <laughs> emotional or physical. I mean, nah, emotional <laughs> lasts and stings longer. To be honest with you, you never get in trouble with emotional scars. No one can see those. <laughs> well, no, the, the scar. I, you know, I got scars all over your face, and I'll just yeah. tell them the stories. I never, you never think about. Uh, I'm totally writing a song right now, but you never think about each one of those uh, bad boys have a, a story, and uh, trademark that song. Trademark James Cook makes music dot com. That, that's okay. <laughs> Scores like nobody's written a song called Scores. I'm sure somebody has, but that is trademark. That will be coming out yeah, of the yeah. next album. Thank you, you very much. Heard it here, so. I remember when he wrote that song. <laughs>
I was talking to him on the radio. In, in a Connex filled with Crazy Fizz <laughs> and Coors Light. Good yeah. old Crazy Fizz and yeah. Coors Light. Brought to you by Minerals Texas Crazy Fizz, makers of crazy water. What is Crazy Fizz? What is Fizz? What I don't is... know. It's carbonated water, apparently. Oh, okay. Min- made oh, by, made by, by, yeah. Baker Hotel. It's local. Cool stuff there. Local. All right, so we talked about the, you know, the whole family life, which, man, I got to commend you on that. You know, having four kids, just being married and being on the road, you know, as much as you are, and good for yeah. you for bringing her along with you. And yeah. by the way, great talent. Great talent. Yeah, she's but in, for she's juggling four kids and radio and everything else, so... Awesome you know, for you. thank you very much. We've 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 found a great way to do it. And um, as soon as I met her, we went to go listen to music. She's seen me play, so we've always done music. And to be able to go to a festival, it's an easy question. Like, hey, would you like to go there with us? And of course, the band loves it. I mean, we all love it yeah. when she jumps on stage. It's a great fun time, and um, so it just works. It's a, it ma- it ma- it makes it. I think it always adds a real distinct connection for the audience when you do that. Uh, Zane Williams, who played yesterday, he'd bring his kid up, and other people bring their wife or their kids up. I mean, that's that's the special moment that people realize that artist is human. That 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 artist up there, who I love their music, got it, got their T-shirt, got their hat, got the koozie, they're raising kids, they're married, they're dealing with all this other thing. And I think that, I hate to say it, it humanizes the artist. It, it, takes, down, it takes down the facade of, Wow, the artist who that's a person just like a, me yeah. up on stage. And I think that helps them relate to you. I think, man, I think that's what's best about this yeah. scene. Because, uh, uh, you know, I do interviews as well. And I remember hearing some people talk. I remember Jamie Richards coming on the show and me asking him, So what do you do? Like when you're not playing, he's like, Well, I'll go back to the bar and I do some stuff on, you know, he just. Dude, as Barney, and yeah. I remember thinking, oh, he just lives a regular life, yeah. and then he rocks. So yeah. I remember thinking, well, I could do that. And he drives just, a big giant Winnebago or whatever yeah. it is out there. And he's yeah. just such a great talent yeah. too. So it was. It let me realize. It, for one thing, you realize these guys are, you know, not only doing creative stuff and they're getting to live out their dreams of uh, and their passions. Um, they're also, you know, having to maintain yeah. the, 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 the life yeah. that, that people have to live. They got to pay the bills. They got to pay the yeah. bills. We got to pay bills. Um, oh, we got to pay them bills. Yeah. <laughs> Going back to music. Let's let's uh, let's go back to a young James Cook. Obviously, we always grow up. Mom and dad were always playing something or something was on the radio. It might be on. It might only be on Sundays when we went to church and it was the organ player, or the Baptist church. What was the time, if you were to say, put your finger on it, this is the time that I, I just didn't like music, that I fell in love with music. You can probably remember the day that you said, I'm going to marry her. Yeah. It was no doubt, I'm going to marry her. When, do you remember a time that it's just, I love music. Not We all like it, but there's, I think there's that one time that... Well, there's maybe I, you know I'm, I'm trying to think if there's a moment I'm, there might be it might be just an age but it's it's a or a me song. in the house and and there was music constantly so I always loved the feeling of music mm-hmm. music kind of grabs you a little bit yeah. so if it's blaring at the house which it always was in my house I mean there was bands my dad would play with musicians he never played a show he would just have guys come over and they just jam house man. parties yeah house parties and my mom if if it wasn't if my dad wasn't jamming like Eagles or something cool like a Seeger or the Beatles or my mom was jamming either Tejano or like Old Soul, um, you know, Jackson 5 and, and uh, Marvin Gaye and all those guys. And so I didn't Tejano music like crazy around the house. So and let me tell you, when I was real little, 
I was talking about this like language of music when I was real little. My dad just gave me a tennis racket because he's you know he'd be jamming, I'd be it, and I want to do it too. So he just gave me something to rock yeah. and roll with, and he would rock and roll with me, and he'd play, and I'd play, and I wasn't playing anything, but I had like, it all. What was it, Bubba? What's the kid's name up there on stage? Oh, uh, I don't know his name, but I, I always just call him Little Man. The little guy man. on stage, yeah, yeah he's not he's playing like anything. What, like an eight-year-old kid, seven-year-old kid, six-year-old kid. I'll tell you something now, whatever. If it's for the band that's playing, yeah. and him are the only ones making music up yeah. there because he is feeling and feeding off of yeah. the other musicians. That's what the musicians are doing anyways. They just happen to be making real notes and being projected. Yeah. But he was feeling and that's how it was when I was a kid. My dad put the tennis racket in front of me. Yeah. He'd be jamming. I'd be jamming. And what I realized was the notes didn't matter yeah. at that point. It was something totally different than it that. It was a spirit thing. I mean, it was I, a, I remember a we all played a guitar and we all sung into a wooden spoon. Yeah. We all had our things as a kid. But I think when, when the kid is strumming the guitar, uh, you know, a little little tiny guitar, uh, you know, smaller gauge guitar, whatever you call them, small ones. Yeah. Um, you see, I don't even know what they're called. Small guitars. Uh, um, mandolins. Okay, whatever he's playing. It's a smaller guitar, like that yeah. one there. But anyway, okay. it's not, not a full-size, full-bodied. Or a tennis racket. You know, you're letting that child express, which I think is important. You know, if they want to get out and dance or perform or yeah. you know, whatever, tell you're allowing that child's soul and their spirit. Well, it's the to, music to that's forward. reaching them yeah. and how they project the react or the reaction toward that music yeah. is up to the individual, yeah. right? You know, right. so but to, but so like when my kids, whenever they were getting, um, whenever they were trying to get into music, I was so mindful of the chords and exactness. You know, everything had to be precise that I realized, well, why aren't they getting it? And it was because I had to think about how my dad did it, which at three, I was playing the blues scales or, you know, what I'm saying? I was doing stuff at three because I never there was never a moment where I didn't want to do music. Right. So after a while, I picked up the small guitar that my dad had put around. And my dad always tell me this. If you want to learn it, you'll learn it. Yeah. If you really want to learn something, no matter what it is, you will get up and go do it. So. I ended up, you know, learning uh, this horrible guitar, trying to learn blues scales, and then um, later on, I, I did the the same thing. But there's never never been a moment where I didn't like music, even obnoxiously. Like if I was in my room with two number two pencils and my Playing desk drums. just took it, took it, my dad. I remember him going in there, going like, "What are you doing?" It's Tom Sawyer. <laughs> at <laughs> you know? least, you're, at least you're doing that. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Uh, We'll keep it PG. Tom, Tom yeah. Sawyer on the yeah. on the on the pe oh, yeah. pencils. Who didn't, who didn't play air drums? Yeah. So yeah. you know, and I, there was never a time where I wasn't experiencing that. And and our son Justin, um, that was he was doing that all the time. He's kind. He's and Stacy just made a face. If you can't see it in Radio Land, but it's because he's constantly. He's doing that, and anybody listening that knows a drummer knows that they just walk around. That's yeah. just their. They There's have to live with that forever that because there's a beat in Life their head. Yeah. And yes, they hear the rhythms. They, they, they uh, musicians do that too, but drummers are, are very keen to it. And uh, so, when they hear a little thing go off, they they want to do it too. They want to uh, cool. cut it down. So, um, but the, there's never really a time that I didn't. I remember playing with some guys and thinking, yeah, I could. Do, I would love to do this. Mm -hmm. I'd love to play music. I didn't. I wasn't. I wasn't fortunate enough to play swaps first. Okay. I, I, I did that later on in life, and it was something that I really wish I'd done earlier because uh, you feed off the other musicians. You you play on, a, on that level, that same level, and you're learning and kind of driving each other back and forth, and it's yeah. that's the greatest thing ever that I ever ended up doing. I wish I'd have done it yeah. years ago. But well, like last Tuesday, it was awesome. And really, uh, oh, the gentleman yeah. that was playing yesterday, Jared Medulla, Oh, was in mind to have you three. Oh yeah, because that would have been that literally would have been 
ladies and gentlemen, introduce you all three, turn the mic off, and let you just do your thing. Because I think, and I've, I've, I've heard you play with Jared yeah. some time ago, I believe it was, but I just know your your three energies together yeah. just creates a cyclone. We did see. We don't, it just, it, it, you both have this very, you got a really unique passion, but it's all three different passions about music. Yeah. You know, when I interviewed Jared uh, yesterday and how he looks his music and why he's in the three-piece suit, because because I grew up and that's the way they presented themselves. And it's not like, here's my persona. I've got to wear, you know, uh, you know, the, the always have this hat on. You yeah. know, whatever it may be, or the, my, my, my signature move, it's this is the persona that I absorb, that I believe, and you have it, and TJ has it. And it's like one of those things, you three together, I think it would be phenomenal, but it's that spirit. How do I explain it? It's a spirit in all of you that, that makes your music so attractive to us because we can feel what you're giving us. Sounds a little weird. No, and you know what the, the 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 other musicians I can say definitely, I get a chance to see how authentic they can be, especially with their lyrics and their music. And like when I first met Jared, we were actually we saw him at Texas Motor Speedway, and he was up in that three piece suit on a hot oh, yeah. summer That's, day, still supporting when it. We see him, the and, black one, and it's hundred degrees outside. Yeah, but he looked sharp, played the part. Definitely, band was tight. He did what he came to do, and. Honestly, we talked about the same thing, the suits. You get you Okay, we talked about the suits and um he, he told me that this is just how he grew up. This is so really that's I I kind of uh, gravitate toward people like that anyways that if they could find the authentic selves mm -hmm. and be able to portray that and still make something out of that that people want to hear people can relate to uh that's the goal really so but getting to play with them and their talents that that's another thing is watching jared he's got that cool sultry voice man yeah, so you does. just kind of kind of pick up that voice a little bit <laughs> <laughs> and then tj is playing notes and chords um that i'm just i can't even believe he's doing and he's got these great rhythms so like we did the show and it was so funny because we did a we did a song with Stacy in the first set, and then TJ did this one at the end, and I was like I'm not going on after that. It was incredible. He wants to play after yeah. so I looked over at Stacy. Was like we're doing Dermanelli, and obviously because there was no other song I could think of that could that anybody would even want to hear after what he had done. I can't remember the name of the song ever, but it's. It's and every time I hear it, I just start wanting to pound the table, yeah. and he just lets loose on that tune, and uh, and he's not doing it for the award show. And I'm so no, <laughs> he's doing he's doing because uh, we're actually performing together yep. at the award yep. show, um, Arlington Music Hall Monday night. Yes, and oh, I'm so excited about yeah. that and getting to hang with him. And oh, by uh, the way, wait a minute, wait, real quick, Sebi, congratulations on the nomination. Thank you very there much. You go. I appreciate that. Uh, for for the world's largest radio market in the entire galaxy, in, right? oh, is that what you were nominated for? Best, largest in the galaxy, largest in the mm. galaxy of all times. Neptune yeah. can bite me. <laughs> it's not Pluto. It's not a planet anymore. Yeah, yeah, it's sad. Yeah. No, but uh, uh, that that was um, that was unreal, and that's, I'm still that still doesn't really ring. Mm -hmm. the, I think it's because I've been so like excited about the outlaws and i knew that was there yeah. so now now that you're saying this now that's coming in and singing is like oh i'm nominated for something i get to go do that also because uh, i knew it was in the back of my mind I'm, and i'm very excited about being there and get it's you get to see so many levels uh of of that whole scene for one thing we you know i if i wasn't doing music me and you'd be hanging out as djs so it's the community of djs yeah. in it's, texas it's, it's fun 
Phoebe's you know, we, there, there, there was a picture of, of uh, Jody from uh, Texas, Texas Homegrown. Homegrown. We got Philip from Big Star oh, and yeah. myself. And I think we had another one where Nash is in there from uh, TRHR. Come and was like, how would you guys take a picture of one another with one another? Um, we're internet radio. We're friends. It's it's a totally different level of, of DJing. Yeah, than even it, the th- FM guys. I mean, it, it, the terrestrial internet's completely different, but we're still playing the same music. Yeah. There's a, there's we're a, still the passion. There's still the love for that music. bond uh, that, that is the music scene that gets to come through our area. And we get to do that. Yeah. We get to do that. Come on now. And people say, oh, you can go home and play the music, but when you get to play it for others and you interact with the artist, it's a blast sitting across from you. Yeah. You know, it's like, yeah, I sit across from friends. Exactly. But, you know, I had, uh, you know, an interesting one of us talking to Daryl Dodd here uh, last night. And, you know, after we stopped recording, it was like the conversation goes on. And I, I call it going to church because we're just opening up, two guys opening up. And it's, it's amazing to find out about you, the artist. Yeah. I got your music. I can get your music. You send it to me. We play it. We spin it. I know all about it, but I want to know about you. When I know about you, then I want to ask questions about the song. When I know something about the song, now I have three things right there. Maybe even a fourth if I know a little bit more. And I always mess it up. The Bible scripture, you know, three strands woven together, not easily broken, something like that. Great song. Great story behind the song. Great story about you, the artist. And maybe even that fourth one is you, the artist, I just adore. You wind those things together, man. That's strong. And that builds that great relationship between fans. So when they hear that song, oh, I love this song because this is what it means. And I can relate. And this artist went through the same things that I went through. And they came through or successful or whatever. Yeah. And I think that's really important. That's why you know we're not talking a whole lot about music, you know, love of music. But it, the greatest part about what we do is we get to sit across from, from friends yeah. and be real to one another. It's a great community. Yeah. I absolutely love doing that. Yeah. And uh, like I said, it's, you know, I get to come to these things yeah. and go... The whole crew, and we see each other. You yeah. know, especially, and it's so funny. We don't, we don't get to see each other that much during the winter. It's yeah. it's uh, it's right around March. I know I'm going to go see all my friends for March, April, May, and then I'm sorry it's too hot to go visit you anywhere in yes. Texas. Yep. I will see you in September. See you online and, or playing, online when you're, when you're playing <laughs> those indoor gigs. Yeah, exactly. Uh, take a trip of our cool water. All right, so we talked about past and present. Looking forward. So what is, and what is your plan? I mean, you've got four kids. Yes. It sounds, I'm just guessing you're not pushing any of them to music. One of them apparently wants to be a drummer. Yes. Uh, I try not to push them. It's good, They're going to find their own passion. I think just like your dad gave you the tennis racket. He says, you know, let, you know, let you find your own thing. Let's, James is going to figure out what he wants to do. Yeah. If he, he wants to play tennis racket, if he wants to play tennis, whatever. Yeah. So you, obviously you're not pushing them, but. What is it that you want your kids and your wife to see you do? And I mean that in the sense is I look at what my dad did. My dad traveled quite a bit, but he was always there for the important things. And when he came home, he made it very important. We learned good work ethics, leave it better than you found it. That's kind of my philosophy is try to leave life better than you found it. And all the values and, and morals, ethics, traits, and everything that I learned from my dad. What is it that you want your kids to see in you, in your music, and what you do with your music? Even your wife, what is it that you want to leave? What, it, what impression, what legacy do you want to leave with them? I always, if, if, tomorrow, if God called you home tomorrow. They're going to remember this, these two sentences. Work hard and be cool to others. It's something I say to them all the time, and it falls through anything, any mistake they make. or Because 
one of the things I remember from growing up was my parents didn't always tell me what right from wrong was. Mm -hmm. They just made sure to let me know how to choose right from wrong. And that's all you can really do because they're going to go do their own thing. And there comes a certain age where you, and you have to let them start doing those choices. You have to let them start either failing or start having to make the choices. And I think we do that a lot with them. We give them a lot of leeway to, to make good choices, and they do. And they understand the importance of working hard and getting through what work you have to plow through. And honestly, uh, my wife works so hard. We, I work hard. They see us. I mean, there's not a day where we don't give it as an example, you know, like I had to do this, 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 and this today. You can't take out the trash? Come on, man. You know, like so um, th they, they understand. Like, And th one of the other things around the house that we make sure to do is, is uh, to understand that we're just human beings, mm -hmm. all of us, and that we're human beings in the house having to live in this closed section so we have to all get along. And when you get out in the real world, we're all just people. People may have different opinions. Maybe people have different differences that, that aren't yours. They didn't grow up like you. They're, everyone's right. totally different. Understanding that and how to love that person, seeing that through me and Stacy, uh, being loving to everyone, making sure that you, you share the love that you have. I am... We are so appreciative of our lives. We, there isn't a day that goes by where we don't tell each other that. We started with nothing. When we met each other, we were both sleeping on a floor in different uh, horrible apartments. And our kids had beds and everything, but we had nothing, literally nothing. And that was a bond that we thought, that's weird, because we both had gotten out of relationships. We had absolutely nothing. And... When we moved in together, finally, we still had nothing, but we had each other. And then slowly but surely, through hard work and love, we ended up where we are. And our kids see it. They were there for the whole journey. They watched us go from nothing, from a floor that had horrible sewer leak. Awesome. <laughs> Sorry to yeah, tell that. Wow. That was our first house. I remember <laughs> looking you at didn't our Stacey going like, floor, yeah. I'm going to get you another house, baby. We just got, and we, I mean, they remember that. They remember this horrible house. They remember the next house that was better. Mm -hmm. And then they, re, they know where we are now. They know where we live now. There isn't a day where I don't, you know, or a time out of the year where I don't take them back in my old neighborhood or take them back through Stacy's old neighborhood and see where we grew up right. and say, so they, they, we show them that importance and that love and hard work and being cool to others is what did it. So, are you successful? Yes, without a doubt. If all I have to do, Yes, without a doubt. And this is, I remember thinking of what's going to be successful. And, and this sounds so cheesy because she's standing right here. But once I met my wife, I felt very successful because I felt like I could do anything. And that was success in itself because there was a time where I didn't feel that way. And watching Stacy with her, everything she did having her give me encouragement constantly and let me know that I am capable of doing it. Cause there's been times where I'm like, dude, there's no way I can do that. And you know, just the buck up buttercup kind of thing uh, that she tells me like, you're going to either do it or you're not going to do it. Get to doing it. Pooper, and get off the pot. Is exactly. And so that, that has helped me go forward. And yeah, there's never, ever since I've met my wife in 2010, September 26th, uh, there's never been a time where I haven't felt like I've haven't been doing it. So, and right now and today, especially because you know today, I'm uh, just finishing a festival that's one of the yeah. biggest and the coolest in Texas. A couple of days from now, I'm going to be nomin or nom nominated for yeah. uh, radio station of the year, largest market. Yeah. That's a big, big, fun, fun that's thing. So cool. right now, I'm, I'm I'm feeling the high. It's greatness. It's great. 
That's awesome. Thank you, buddy. Do you ever think of? I mean, do you ever? Do you remember your first gig at radio? Oh yes. Was it was it the same station or different? Station? No, I worked at a. Uh, <laughs> I worked at a rock station. Um, I worked at a rock station, uh, and then oh no, okay, I worked at a rock station, but actually I got hired in a rock station. But they had a party before I started, and there was two morning show hosts, and the girl who was in charge hung out with me at a party before and said that Saturday, I'm not doing it with that guy. I'm going to do it with that guy. Uh-huh. So I actually got to get on the uh, hit station in town on the morning show. Right. That was my first gig, and they should have never done that because I was not prepared, and I was just a goofy, weird dude. Oh, that was the worst mistake they ever made. Uh, but but then I, I ended up somehow out of that ordeal. She left, and I got my own show uh, on the morning show on The Buzz, uh, and it was rock, and none of my bosses listened. Thank God. So I got away with the craziest show which Shuffles has or will ever, ever see. It was insane. I think that's how we audited. I might start off at, a, at a, it literally was a contest in Weatherford. It's oh, called cool. The Next Big Thing. And they were looking for somebody to handle the um, be on the morning show as a co-host, which is basically weather and traffic yeah. uh, for two hours on their four-hour show. Uh, the day that they were going to make the announcement, you had to put out a, like a six-minute video of why you. So I have very talented and artistic friends. We did a, a funny video. I mean, it's it it a blast. I wish I could find it, but it was just hysterical. Stop cool. motion and everything. And I get called up, and he goes, uh, Mike, yeah, uh, we're actually going to give it over to uh, you know so-and-so, Sean, who's ever going to win it, whatever her name was. Um, she's going to get it. But I said, oh, okay, well, thank you very much. You know, I tried. Uh, but no, we'd like to um, see if you'd be interested in doing a four-hour uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday gig. I went, no, cool. Thursday? He goes, no, I do something called Local Beats on there. So, yeah. And uh, it was pretty much free form, same thing. It was We played classic uh, classic rock, uh, oldie station that lasted a couple weeks. First guest was Mark McKinney, and then we went like 90%. Texas singer-songwriters in studio, playing live, playing their music. And I had no experience in radio, none. And it was a damn blast. That's cool. Artists coming in, you'd be able to talk to them, find out about it. I just fell fell in love with the Texas music scene. So I remember my first, I did voiceovers before that, but in radio, Weatherford, Texas. Yeah. And it was just like such a cool thing. That was the cool thing. When I was in the rock station, and I... You know, the corporate comes in and says, let's, how much does that guy get paid? Yeah. <laughs> get rid of that guy. Yeah. Uh, but I got a, sh- I got a show in, at the Outlaw. Mm-hmm. And it was cool because they were, well, they were like, well, we like what you did and we could give you a job at the classic rock station. But um, we wanted to ask you, would you like to work the Texas country scene? And at that time, I only knew a few bands right. like Cross Canadian Ragweed, Great Divide. I knew them, but I didn't know how big it was or how big it had gotten at that time in 2010. And they go, well, you know, I talked to Scotty about it, and Scotty tells me, yeah, you get to do interviews all the time. You get to go to their concerts. They're, all, they're here all the time. Yeah. It was like, I, that's the one thing I hated about being on the rock station. You know, you'd see a band once every three years, yeah. and maybe, you know what I mean? And then, because they, they're not coming through town, those, those artists, but these guys came through town, and then you got to meet these guys. You talked to these guys, and I, I just had so much in common with them, and I just wanted to learn everything about it. And right at that time, the same year, that's when I met Stacy. So I found a partner in crime who'd go with me to all these shows and we'd go out of town. I had tickets to Billy Bob's, you know, and I'd say, do you want to go see this new band called Turnpike Troubadours? And she'd say, all right, let's go see who these guys are. We became, you know, the, of course, the biggest fans. That's when they were getting going. And 2010 was just an incredible year for me. It changed that year, changed my entire life. Was that a lot? Was that also a launch for James Cook music? Oh no, I didn't start doing my own music till two thousand the end of two thousand fifteen. Okay, wow. So two thousand sixteen. So yes. Oh I did the well, see I did other things. I did like a 
I did a band that I was trying to get that route, but we 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 would never really get going in the right direction that I wanted to. So I I stopped the band that I was in and everything I was doing, and I said I'm just gonna go do it by myself. So I grabbed a uh, a guitar and a suitcase. Eric Willis, who's from Wichita, I said, man, I wish I can get out of town and play music. And he goes, just get out of town and play music. <laughs> it's just like don't think of an excuse. I never could get out. Of, I couldn't get out of town with the band I was playing with. Um, or, or maybe it was what was going on with my music at the time. Um, so I did, and also you're listening to Texas Red Dirt every day, all day long. That stuff starts getting in your head. And then I had my idea of what I wanted to do with it. Um, so that's what's the, what's happening right now with my music. I'm constantly trying to move the music and get it to go forward. Uh, but hearing all of a sudden you just hear this new style of music. And then you go back and you listen to older Texas country. And then you listen to so was it Steve, Steve Fromholtz and um, uh, Rusty Weir, and you start going further back to Texas Early artists. Early Gary P. Yeah, oh, Gary P. Where, where it starts, you know? Yes, and you, so you get to hear all these origins. You get to hear the guys now, yeah. and you know I've, I've been doing it for a while. That and I just love diving into it because it's a it's a whole new world. That I didn't. I mean, I heard some of this stuff, but not not as much as I do now. Like now, I just soak in it. You know, I just listen to it constantly because it's a new thing. I was getting really tired. I mean, imagine it's 2010. I'm in a rock station. Mudvayne, Disturbed, and Stain have released their 16th album, the same exact thing, over and over and over again. Just different name. Yeah. Just a different album name, but the same music. And I'm just sitting there like. I don't want to. I don't want to listen to this anymore. I don't want to do this anymore. And then, and then I get invited to go, you know, hear this new bands and just talent right there, right there in front of you, right there by you. Just uh, incredible talent and great music. And then you get to meet the people, meet the DJs. I, I found out what it was about really quick, yeah. and it's it's it, a it great is, thing. It is a lot of fun, and I don't think people understand it. Somebody posted. I just posted a picture this morning. I said, "Okay, here we are, getting ready to kick off day two. And people said, "You have the dream job." What? Yeah, in a way it is. It's, uh, you know, it's, I've never done it for profit. It's, it's always been for the love of the music and yeah. it's so much stinking fun. Yeah, it is. It really is. And it's, it's a great way to spend your life, man. It is a whole, it's a whole nother family. And sometimes I think, you know, it takes me away from Angie and I just have to apologize. And she's like, go do it. Yeah. And, but it is a lot of fun. Let's get back. Let's get back into your music now. So Tall All Tales right. out. Tall Tales of a Brown Buffalo. A brown Buffalo. Uh, that came out in November of last year, and it's been doing pretty cool for us. So far, so good. I've been having a good time with it. And uh, we worked with Bart Rose at Fort Worth Sound. And uh, I'm a mad scientist of he, engineering. Oh, he is. Yeah. And I, already, I was already a, already a big fan of everything he does and uh, how he really gets a good sound. He's got a good ear for music. He helps you take a good pace. And we talked and talked and talked about the music, which I love doing. Uh, I've seen artists that hate being in the studio. Man, if it didn't cost so much, I'd be yeah. in there all the time. I loved it. You it's gotta have somebody like Bart. There's several of them. There's Bill Green, Bart. Uh, Bart is. A lot of people tell me the same stories. They said it's weird. He'll he'll listen to something, and you hear, you just see the wheels turning in his head. He goes, "Okay, what I want you to do is I want you to play these three chords one after the other in this style." And you're like, "Why? That's not this. Just do it." And he builds this loop, and he puts it in the very back, and it's like people would say it's it's that epiphany, like holy crap, that's what that needed. Yeah, every and once he's, in a while. he's got this amazing ear. It's just not necessarily a musical ear. It's like what is just gonna? It's the finish. The it's like that little tiny highlight that the, the the master artist just he'll find those moments and he'll get it out of a person, mm -hmm. and I like that because he'll he'll quickly realize the talent 
that he has in front of him, and he'll try, he'll find the way to get yeah. the best out of that person. And he makes sure it's you. Yeah, that's right. It's the talent in you. He's yes. pulling you out. Now, what he thinks everyone wants to hear is says if people can hear you. Yeah, and he did that with Chris. There was something he did that was hilarious because uh, Chris messed up. And he goes, I like how you messed up. Could you do it again? And it sounded like a jerk thing to say, but what he was trying to say was, whatever you did just now in that mess up, do it again. But he's like, sounded like you messed up. Do it again. And it was great. And he and uh, and honestly, it's uh, it's on. That's what I tell myself. And it's a, a part of the song where it just does this. And it sounds awesome. But he did not mean to do that. It slipped. It like got the, the slide got away from him and. And, and it was funny because he looked at me and goes, that's good, right? I was like, that is sure. awesome, man. That is really cool. Um, but there was, me and him would really, I loved getting excited with him. Whenever we would, we would um, try to find a new level of something. We, we put a lot of different instruments on this album. We got to work with a lot of great uh, talent. I grabbed some talent from Wichita Falls, uh, people that I looked up to like Jason Brown. I did the same thing with the album before with Mike O'Neill. So this album was like another one of my heroes, Jason Brown, who's, just a genius on that guitar. He did the title track for the album. Um, worked with an old friend of mine, Romero, to do leads on a song that I'd written years before. That was I'll Be Damned. Uh, Heather Stalling, I worked with her. She was on fiddle. She clo she does Let Em Run, which is the single out right now, but she also does the final song on the album. And you kind of have it in your head and you start discussing, like, I really want to capture a haunting sound and it's got to be a little mysterious, but um, very, very sad it's got to keep a sadness to it and we're hoping to release that single next that's what i'm wanting is it that one next but so she captured it and then so and then the horns uh we worked uh on a horn with a horn section that was the part where me and bart i know we were acting like kids because we just couldn't believe how good it sounded when we were in the studio we we're just like ah and it was funny because we looked at each other and bart said this a billion times how are you going to do this live? And I was like, we'll figure it out. I kept saying that. Sample? No, Chris, what was cool is, uh, okay, we can't do it. Well, I got an organ player. Oh, that was another thing. We, we worked with Drew Herrickle, who is the uh, keyboardist for Cody Jinx. And when he was going in the studio, he thinks, you know, I'll just do some good padding and I'll show my talent a little bit. I was like, nah, man, we're going to get the best out of you. So he does leads, Drew Herrickle, these crazy cool leads. And then at the end of it, he goes, "Man, you got to get a, you got to get a keyboard get, get, get out of it." So we ended up getting Ian Clark, who loves working yeah. on these songs. And Chris would find these moments on the horns and figure out a nice, cool way to really work put, them put oh, it on the keys. Yeah. Oh, it's brilliant! And then lead guitar working with the keys together so that it sounds just so rounded. If you hear the album and then listen to the live show. I, it's finally at a good pace because, dude, there was a time where I was like, I don't know how we're going to do this live. Even I think Justin Frizzell said the same thing because I started telling him what was going to be on the album. He's like, oh, how are you going to do that? <laughs> Bring a horn section with you. Yeah. Well, that was, that was another, Get another option. another tour bus. Oh, we got yeah, my wife's going to have money. enough beds. My, my wife understands there's no money in that. I can barely get the band I got now. <laughs> but we... Uh, we Got to keep shoes on the kids. Yeah. So yeah. The, the album, uh, we went big. We went big so that we could aim for something. When you throw the, yeah. uh, when you throw the hat over the wall, now you got to jump over the wall to go get it. Yep. So um, that was the whole goal with the album was go as big as possible and uh, make as many moments as possible and uh, grab as much talent and make sure that it's, it's bigger than, than anything I could do so that I could at least aim for that. Right. All right, so uh, we got the award shows coming up on Monday night. Yes. And good luck to you on that, brother. I'll Thank be you, excited man. to see you up on stage with uh, with the guys. Doing a, uh, who, yeah, you're playing with T.J. Broska. Yeah, again. We'll yeah. be doing another set together. 
Uh, we're going to do a song of peace. And you know what was awesome was that he actually was singing harmonies because that was the third time you'd heard that song. So he got into the harmonies and did a lead at the end. And I just remember thinking, wow, that was big. That was cool. So I immediately got a hold of him. I was like, you're definitely... We're gonna we're gonna do these songs up. So I've been learning his tune, and hopefully we can really do a number on uh, Monday night. Yeah, uh, because he's so talented. He's just great, amazing, great song. And, and he opened up. That, that's one thing. Um, whenever Drew was doing that interview, there was a lot of opening up, and I found out so much yeah. about TJ. A great guy. Um, See, that's important. You know, yeah. when, when you, 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 you can read the liner notes or the, the liner about a song, you know, yeah, it was recorded by, here's who played on it. But like I said, that's, that's the frosting and sprinkles. We want the cake. So the cake is who you are and why, the who, what, and why of the songs and what makes you up. Yes. You know, who, who is James Cook? You, yeah, you're the, you're the radio guy. Yeah, you're the artist, of, you know, James Cook music and doing the band and all that. But you know, who are you? Because who you are comes through in your music. Yeah. And one of the questions I was going to ask you is, is when you're playing your music, what is it? I'll kind of say this. Artists want the audience not just to like the song. They want to get it. They want the audience to get it because you are painting a picture. You are doing a masterpiece and you want everyone to see not just the big giant brush strokes. What's it, Bob Ross? I'm going to put a nice little oh, yeah. over here. But, you know, when they takes that little brush and just puts that little tiny little mark that yeah. you have to go up closely and look at it. But that little tiny little mark is very important to that picture because you say, well, you want to notice that tiny little mark. Yes, you would. If you just glance at it, you're not. But if you study it, so people study your music, they, they start feeling your music. But what is it? Do you try to convey anything through your music? Obviously each song is unique, but is there anything that you want your audience to walk away with? You know, it's, it's different on different songs. Uh, sometimes I want them to feel something. I'm trying to convey an emotion, Mm -hmm. Sometimes I just want to get a story. I love just telling the story yeah. and just and finding a relatable thing because most of the time we want to hear stories about us that aren't us. Yeah, and and so I like to uh, try to find some characters that you can relate to. But then sometimes I like to write in the sense of the character so that my mind has to say different words or use different terminology, things I would uh, uh, language I, I wouldn't normally use. Right. So I have to think, well, how would this guy talk? And then I have to, so I just sound weird. You know, the lyrics aren't like the last lyrics. And then there'll be some new lyrics where I want to, I want it to sound as, um, I want it to bounce like cadence. It really depends on what I'm yeah. wanting to do. I've, I've, I've admired so many different types of songwriters in my life that I can kind of go, when I'm writing a song, I can kind of say, all right, well, this way I can say these fir- certain lines. Okay, like um, the last album, each person was a character, so that means I could, you know, the first one guy was poetic. So I just got to write as poetic as possible. And sometimes I want to write abstract and so abstract and then give you a simple moment in the song where you go, oh, I understand that line. And the rest of it makes sense for different reasons. That's If I had... I think a lot of artists get it where they say, oh, that song means this to me. Mm-hmm. And they won't know that to me, I wrote that about my daughter. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or, they, oh, this song means this to me. But they don't know that I wrote that song because of something I was going through. Um, but they relate it to them. So yeah. you, you're kind of just looking at the painting your own yeah. way. And Yeah, exactly. There's different interpretations of a painting. Yes, you know, I exactly. just saw something, the, the, the famous painting, The Scream, and apparently the artist who painted it, it wasn't actually screaming. 
but they yeah. called it the scream, but it wasn't screaming, you know. Yeah, so you saw what you wanted to see yeah. and you saw facial expressions that you could relate to, but that's not what they were trying to portray. And and sometimes really good art is that way, so you kind of gun for that. But again, it just depends on where I want to take this music. I think sometimes I'll try to challenge myself just to see and this is going to sound because I've been doing that so much and writing so abstract for years that writing a simple love song is so hard. And I and I'll and when I met my wife, and not to bring it back to her every second, but I said the cheesiest things to her that I would never say to a woman. <laughs> I would never. T- I even would stop myself. I would throw. I'd be saying something just ridiculously. Was it the pickup line or when no? You were going they out? weren't pickup lines. It was yeah. dumb things that my heart was trying to say yeah. out loud, but my brain was like, "Me likes." <laughs> <laughs> you pretty. You pretty. You pretty. You fun. So it's out loud. I didn't say we those things. We are cavemen. Exactly. We really are. But but my, I would find these poetic, weird things that my that the the poetic side of me would want to say, and I would go down because I would never write that line. That's so cliched. But that's how I was feeling, and I'd never really felt like that before. So. Um, so, and I'd never written love songs. Mm-hmm. I, I used to play with Eric Willis, and the big joke was Eric writes all these great love songs, and my songs are about death, <laughs> <laughs> love and death. So yeah, I would, I would say, okay, well, I'm going to write some love songs. I'd sit yeah. down, and okay, you know, and then I'd, I'd write. I've written tons, and I just throw them away because I don't think they're good enough. Because I'm writing about Stacy, and I'm like, ah, that's not good enough. So, or that's not. I'm not going to play that anywhere. Uh, or there's just songs that I just play for Stacy, and I won't play for anyone else. I just when I I know what they do for her, so I yeah. just play them for her. But um, so that gives me a chance to to find that side of me and write. It's a great way to. Um, it's therapeutic, mm-hmm. is it? Uh, yeah, it's therapeutic. And my, I, I've told uh, you know the the people in the house find the way to get your therapy. Uh, my daughter writes books. I'm not even joking. She yeah. doesn't just write. She writes insane amount of stuff. She reads. Wow. She has huge library in her room. She writes. She reads. She's constantly at that. Wow. And um, I told her that's you know that's your therapy. Find your therapy to get yourself. What makes you happy? Yeah. What makes you happy? What's gonna get? Sometimes you just want to get it out. How do you find a way to get it out? And I think through music, I've always been able to do that. And sometimes I'll try to maybe maybe hide it in his story but so that you can that it to me that really tells the story better because you can find everybody's had certain emotions and i've had an array of them so if i could find one put it in a character and get you to understand that character better well then you actually have kind of understood me better so but see that and that's what i was saying earlier that's the important part if you understand the story behind the song yeah you liked and you like the song hey it's got a good beat yeah, it's got oh, a number five it's, it's a five and you can dance to it you know uh but if you understand the story behind it and you can ride the wave of the emotion that that song is putting out and you understand your story yeah. and even your story to Stacey, and I said, you know, you get all of that and it becomes that masterpiece. It's just not a song. It's a masterpiece. And I think the way you can convey emotion and paint those pictures is it's a mastery. I always, I tell people, the artists, you have a God given gift. Thank you. Where people say, well, you know, no, it's like, no, you have a God-given gift. I don't care how many lessons you took or who influential in your life, it is a God-given gift. And what you you. do with it is your choice. And I think we're incredibly fortunate because I think about 99%, I might be a little low on that percent, in the Texas music scene. There's some people that are just making music that call themselves Texas music scene. But anybody, uh, the Texas artists, they put their heart and soul in there and it comes across. I don't know who's on stage right now, but... 
you know, I think shoot, shooters coming up and in, in later on. But I mean, even even in the, I don't want to say old timer, a guy that's been around, he still conveys maybe not a story that he lived through, but a story that somebody can directly relate to. Your songs, people get it that they can directly relate to, and they can own it. It's like a, a scripture. Yeah, we can all pull one scripture, and it will mean if you three three of us in the room, it may mean five different things. Yeah, to each I, person. In different modes, and so that's what you know. What's what I think is an amazing thing of, of how your music you can convey that. Yeah, you know, how, how, how you know how you can present that to people so they get it. I think that's important. I think that's what makes you successful is people get it. Well, thank you. So I'm, what you're putting out, we're, we're, I'm, you know, I think it's, it's always just going to be that way. Where I, and, and uh, it, it, again, it's not always storytelling. Uh, I just like the storytelling yeah. stuff because sometimes you could it? throw in a really cool story and just have at the story, or you know, and then sometimes it means something to me, uh, as in it's a story of a person that I know, um, and it's you know, I don't know. Those those are some of my favorites. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't uh, have to be real. Yeah. A real life or or your person. Oh no, I just yeah. it's some it's in there though. You have to make that person yeah. to me. You have to make that person a little bit relatable. You have to make that person someone you know. Uh, <laughs> I love this. You said the biggest somebody you know. I was about to sidetrack of King of the Hill, <laughs> but, about, but my dad once saw a character on King of the Hill and looked at me and said, "I partied with that guy at the Hubcap Pub." <laughs> and to me, the best part of King of the Hill is everybody is hung out with one of those dudes. Oh, everybody yeah. knows a Dale or a Boomhauer yeah. or or the guy. Yeah. Somebody. So my, I just remember. So, anyways, I try to write the characters a little bit like that, where you, uncle, especially what, right there. Boomer. That was that was my uncle Walt. Oh my yeah. god! There's an episode where they went to Wichita Falls, and me and my dad watched it, and it was like, it, I mean, honestly, we'd waited. It was the biggest thing to happen in Wichita Falls at that time. There's gonna be an episode where they go. The King of the Hill guys are coming to Wichita Falls, and. Uh, me and my dad watched that episode together, and we laughed like crazy. And Wichita Falls is the greatest place I have ever been. <laughs> That's my Bobby. And then uh, uh, that, that there was a scene where the guy comes up and says, Oklahoma Sooners, that's what I love about the Red River. My dad looked right at me and said, I partied with that guy last night at the Hubcat Pub. <laughs> Carrie's awesome. Which character is he? Oh, I don't think he is one of them. Yeah? You Probably so. not of the King of the Hill. Just Maybe a Bobby. Maybe Bobby. <laughs> the inner child. Uh, maybe a Bobby, but that's about it. Yeah. Uh, the other ones. Um, maybe a Dell. I think we all are guilty of being a Dell yeah. every once in a while. That's the saddest part about the Dell character is that uh, most of the stuff he said is actually true now. <laughs> no, the government listens to us on our phones. <laughs> that's actually a thing. Yeah, they do. <laughs> In a way, they do, yeah. So, so Anyways, I'm all sorry. Right, cool. Well, man, it's uh, been good hanging out with you. And I tell you, watching uh, watching and listening, I think that's important. It's not just listening, but watching you full band and watching the energy that comes up there. And then then you bring Miss Beautiful up here. Yeah. And just she just puts it just just puts the nicest polish on everything. It just rounds it off. So, man, you definitely you know, as everyone jokes, you married up, you married up. Yeah. But yeah. whenever we do the set with Stacy, it's usually a few more songs yeah. and it's a moment. And I've yeah. written the songs accordingly where they sound nice and soft, and and we gun for that. And then the rest of the time, we're rocking yeah. and rolling. But but like like I mentioned when we started off, it this when it comes together, both of you on stage, people see that, and you stop being the persona that they may put you as, and they realize like the Hamiltons up there, Phil and Erica. You know, people know, and they got June. They because they share their life together, 
and the artists when they bring family up there. Roger Crager when he brings you know dad, and Corey Morrow brings the kids up, and Zane when he brings people. I mean, all these people bring that just brings the greatest human element, which I think just increases the love of your fans for for you, not your music for you. Yeah, but and, and in another sense, it's it's getting to be able to do that. Yeah. Like I just imagined just now being able to tell the kids, get up there real quick and sing. For one thing, Michaela wouldn't do it. Yeah. Andrew would get nervous. Justin would go ahead and do it. And Judah would grab the microphone and run around, act like he was the star of that show. Yeah. Uh, and it would be an experience because like you just, I think it's also, be, especially with the kids, I guess I'm thinking of the kids and with Stacy, like when I tell her like, I'm going to do a festival. I don't want to be there by myself. And it's not be there by yourself. I would have to experience all of it and then tell you about it. I would rather you be right there and experience life with me. And you want your kids to be and experience your life. And it's just moments, especially with the Roger Craig. I remember seeing that at Larry Joe Taylor and thinking, I'd love to jam with my dad on stage. I just, my dad's the one who taught me how to play guitar. It would be an incredible moment to say, Hey, this is what I get to experience. Yeah. Come on up here and just jam one with me, man. I mean, it's just a great thing. But it, you know, for the audience, I'm sure it's great. But for the it person is. that's performing, it's everything. Oh, yeah. It's just. An I mean, that, that's experience. the life moments. You know, I've lost my dad, but I think my dad got to hear the radio show, oh, and then his dad, what do you think? And I'm gonna get choked up, but dad, you get the feedback, and to be able to share that with family, I think is yeah, what that's, that's a huge thing for you. But like I said, for for the fans, because you're doing you're you're playing music for you, you're playing music for the fans. Let's be real. You want that fan base who's buying your albums, who's coming to your shows, who's requesting your songs. Otherwise, you know, if you're playing to nobody, fine. It's good therapy for you. Yeah. But I mean, it's just one of the coolest things is, is oh, yeah, to bring it up on stage. Base. It's, and I, I, I love that human. At my age, that's what I love. I love it. Yeah. People bring the little kid up there. They have like the little earphones. Like Aubrey, Aubrey Lynn, when she would bring uh, up her little kid with little earphones and just watching. Uh, Kylie Ray Harris was uh, on. Uh, on, on the Sunday show with Drew and you know came up there and she wrote a song for her daughter and singing it to the daughter. The daughter's singing it and Kylie said, this is a time capsule for my daughter. And without getting long into what the story was, but basically, you know, I hope I made the right decisions and how I raised you and I hope you, I, I hope you're proud of me. And I mean, it just killed the audience. Yeah. Everyone was like, <coughs> not crying, I have allergies. You know, I mean, it, it's those moments that you see the love. And that's just the coolest thing because we love the music, but when you see that up on stage, yeah, and like with the Hamiltons up there, that's just the moment that you realize this is real. This isn't just entertainment. This is real life. Yeah, and that's what's the coolest thing, and uh, it's a cool, cool for us to experience it. So, thank you all. Thank you so much for experiencing with me today, man. It's awesome stuff. Well, cool. Let's uh, let's get out of this undisclosed underground bumper bunker here at Outlaws and Legends. <laughs> we can't tell anybody where it is. It's super top secret. Because all the crazy fizzes here. <laughs> That's the, the year old crazy year fizz. Year old crazy fizz and cores. <laughs> Lovely. All right, ladies and gentlemen, again, another great uh, time here at Outlaws and Legends. I'm Michael White and I'm James Cook. Till next time. <laughs>